Hey guys, thanks for watching Ike Live. It's brought to you by Mystery Tackle Box. Please check them out. They've got a great product. Go to mysterytacklebox.com. If you use the coupon code Ike Live, you get 50% off Sweet. your first pro box. That's $12.50 <laughs> for a almost $50 value of baits in this box. How about that? That's the shortest pee break in Ike Live history. Uh, <laughs> what happened? I, didn't, I know, I didn't even pee. I didn't even get out of my chair. It's crazy. Uh, welcome back to Ike Live. I hope you're having a wonderful Monday night. I know I am. Uh, we've got uh, Mr. Kurt Dove in the studio with us tonight, getting some great insight from Kurt uh, about a lot of things, about tournament fishing, Pretzel. about uh, next level, getting kids involved in the sport at the next level. Uh, it's been a great show. Let me remind you, uh, if you're watching this right now on Facebook, please share this feed like the post. If you do that, we're going to enter you in a contest to win that famous, I know you know it, the Ike Live gift bag, Pete. Everybody's Kurt, talking about it anymore. It's on, unbelievable. On this um, keywords with Kirk contest, where do you think you're at right now? Hmm. Where do I think I'm at? Yeah, where do you think you're at? Four. Have you been tipped off? No. Are you sure? I have not been tipped off. I've been getting some texts, but... Have you... Who's a dirty bastard texting you? <laughs> <laughs> but nobody's leading me into, because uh, I'm sure someone's watching. I mean, dude, that's an awesome gift bag. That's a good mm-hmm. gift bag. So somebody's watching. Somebody's trying to watching, count. and they're they're listening. They're listening. Yeah. They're listening. Uh, Pete, I want to let you know that uh, I've got a big trip coming up. Uh, got a big trip coming up. Um, going to uh, taking a little trip to Las Vegas. Want to announce for the first time publicly? I'm going to the Toyota National Dealer Meeting, which is going to be awesome out in Las Vegas. Where'd you just come from? Just came from Dallas, Texas. What were you uh, doing there? Did a, a little uh, launch of the new uh, TRD Camry and Avalon, and we they got to do it. Break. <laughs> uh, we got to do it at Texas Motor Speedway. To which TRD is really cool. Camry. TRD Camry and, and TRD Avalon. Is it a Z-Man signature dude, series? let me tell you. Let me tell you. Dude, I, I'm a truck guy. I, I I love trucks. and you know I've got a Tundra, but, dude, badass cars. Like, if you're into a, a car, cars and performance, un, unreal, dude. Unreal. It's crazy. Like, I, I've never been in that situation where they had a, a track and then a road course. So, you know, they had professional drivers out there with us teaching us you know so we do a couple laps with them and then we did a couple laps with us driving and them in the passenger seat and then they let us do a couple laps on our own you know but dude you're getting these cars up to you know almost 100 mile an hour on these little they're not even quarter mile straightaways and then you got to make like a 90 and then another big turn and then a 90 and so learning like braking Mm -hmm. and the lines they call it like apex you know it's all nascar shit too you know it's very interesting, dude. Very, very interesting, man. But it was fun. I had a good time. I actually met, for the first time, I met some professional drift drivers. You oh, know that wow. sport? No. Yeah. So th- so it's this whole thing where they have these cars, modified cars. I guess they're rear, rear-wheel drive cars that they drift through the turns. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's crazy, but it's mm-hmm. a big sport on its own mm-hmm. with sponsorships and... You know the whole thing. It's like fishing, but in the right, in, right. in the auto world. You know, so it's interesting. It's yeah, interesting. Well, Shelly would be great on that track. She goes from zero to hundred to to the stop sign she, at the end of my street. She <laughs> may want to take up professional drifting. She might talk to her about yeah, it. Yeah, she, they asked me one in. of the things that I hate was was getting pulled over. Maybe we could use some of this training to uh, <laughs> run it. <laughs> Come off the exit. Shh. Slide into a 7-Eleven right behind the car wash. Yeah. Boat and tow. Yeah. <laughs> can do that. Uh, Never know. I'm, and I'm not uh, advocating running from the cops at all. But um, Also, Pete, I want to tell you that right after this thing, I'm having an international trip planned. Stoked about this one. You ready for this? Talk Paris and Spain... Back to back. Wow. Go over there to help promote the new Abu Garcia Ike series rods, the European models. So no kidding. Very excited. Going to be doing a little street fishing in Paris. And then I have an opportunity to fish uh, the Euro Cup over there. 
The oh, you're going to do that again? Yeah, doing the big tournament in Spain. Is it with the again. same guys over there? It's with some different guys, a few different organizers, but it's mm-hmm. basically that same event that has morphed a little bit in the last okay. shit since, you know, 10 or 15 years, whenever, you know, yeah. back in the day when we fished it. But right. very excited about it, you know? Yeah, getting getting back over fun. to Spain. It's going to be you, great. You are a jet setter. Yeah. Head spinning. Do, when, when is your next chill out session i thought today was an off day and then uh and then austin green shows up and then the mollocks guys show up and before i know it it wasn't an off day (laughs) (laughs) becky (laughs) you know how and that's something uh the reality that i think maybe we should talk to about cody right now because he might want to hit the road and try a different sport after he finds out (laughs) that his future wife's going to send him on uh rampages and he'll never be home ever um uh, Brian DeCarpenter, I think we're ready. Uh, we've got him on the phone right now. Uh, very oh, excited. Yes? Did you want to say something? Yes, we are ready. Oh, we are ready. Okay. Uh, very excited, Pete, because uh, we get a lot of times these young anglers that are right on the cusp of really, you know, becoming the next next great angler. And there's a lot of them out there. I mean, mm-hmm. they're everywhere. But to have all the elements, not only to be able to to, to perform, to win, but to have that other thing, the other things you need, and you know what they are, you know, promotions and being able to speak, and and I, I see it, I see it in this this kid. So I'm excited to have him on Ike Live tonight. The one and only Cody Huff joins us. Cody, what's up, guys? How you doing tonight? I'm doing great. How uh, are you guys? First things first. Uh, Brian Carpenter said you're in a mystery house. Somewhere in Minnesota. I am in a mystery house somewhere in Minnesota. All right, so let me see. What's that sign say on the back? Can we can we make a guess based on that, Kurt? Who, who's, whose house is this? What does that say, Cody? I can't read that thing. What does that say? Up there? Yeah, what does that say? That's just a clock. Oh! <laughs> you ain't going to do much. Oh, God. That says 7 o'clock. Let's see. Can, is that a family picture behind it over there? Do you have any? Let's see. We, we need some lovely family, family pictures over here, though. Uh-oh. We need some hints here. Do uh, you want to give us any hints? That, wait a minute. There goes a family picture. Hold on. Hold on. Wait. Wait. Bring that back. I can't see. Could it be? Best hair in the industry. Seth Fighter? You got it. Oh! We're at Seth's house. Now, what the hell are you doing at Seth's house? Are you crashing his house? What are you doing? Dude, I don't really know how we ended up here. I got a call from Ronnie Moore the other day, and... He just up and asked if I wanted to go to Mille Lacs to go mess around in Minnesota for a couple days. And we somehow ended up at Seth's house along the way. Man, I love it. That's a that's an interesting place. I've never even been to Seth's house. Hey, it's not a bad deal. We got here. He had a couple big fat steaks waiting on us. We've been having a good time. I love it. I love it. Now, it, it, do you expect your hairstyle to change before you leave? <laughs> Man, I don't know. That's a tough one. Whatever know. you do, don't let Seth get drunk and have a razor in his hand because you'll be leaving <laughs> different than you're, you look right now. I'm sleeping on the couch. He may sneak up on me. <laughs> wow. It's unbelievable. All right. I, I want to put you on the spot. I just want to throw out some stats here, Pete, and I want to I want to watch what your face does when I throw these stats at you. Uh, of course, efficient for Bethel, but here's some stats. You ready for this, Pete? Finished fifth in the 2017 College Bass Championship. Won the 2018 College Bass Championship. And finished third in the recent 2019 Bass Championship. That's amazing. Pete, your, that's, jaw, your jaw literally dropped yeah, as that, I was saying that. That, those, that. those are amazing finishes. I mean, that's, that's consistent performing on a lot – you know, a lot of different bodies of water, uh, a lot of different competitors. So congratulations, man. That's that's the kind of consistency that you need to show to make it to the next level. L- let me I, – I, and, I, and I, that it's, it's actually unbelievable. Like when you look at it on paper, it's pretty unbelievable. But bring us back. Bring us back because we've got, we've got college anglers watching right now. We've got high school kids that are aspiring college anglers right now. That are watching and listening to this, and I, I don't want them to, to look at this and say, oh, "I can do that same thing. It's easy, dude." You, this is something that you've worked for, right, your whole life, right? You're young now, but you've been working toward this. Get, give yeah. us a little bit of your background leading up to this point where you're having all these good finishes. 
Um, uh, man, I started off when I was super young. My dad, my great granddad, uh, we were fishing every weekend. I mean, every chance we got. And since I was old enough to drive, I've been, I've had my truck hooked up to a boat and on, on the water as much as I could. Uh, I've just spent as much time on the water as possible. And lucky enough, it's paid off here and there. Dude, I, I'd say, I'd say it paid off. Now talk, talk a little bit about, college selection uh and and the team that you fish for was that always something did did you know you wanted to fish for bethel did you have your eyes on other colleges how important was that on your decision talk a little bit about that well you know like whenever i decided uh whenever i was trying to decide where i wanted to go um i called coach mason and and he was super excited and he was very uh willing to take me in and Whenever I first came to Tennessee, Kentucky Lake was on fire. You know, it was still yeah. one of the best lakes in the country. And, I mean, being right on the banks of it was a, a major drawing factor. Yeah. And on top of that, I mean, they were already one of the best teams uh, in the nation at that time. So, I mean, I was excited to get to go be around guys that were great at what they do and loved what they did. Yeah. I, I tell you, I've had uh, I've had the opportunity to be around some college tournaments. I, I was uh, out with Yamaha a few years back. The one they had on Pickwick. Dude, the thing, and I want you to talk about this, Cody, the thing that really shocked me is how stiff the competition is, even at that level. Like, dude, when you look at it, Pete, you know, you think, ah, it's, you know, high school, you know, you look at the high school program, you're like, ah, some dudes are into it, some dudes aren't. You got, you know, standouts that are into it. But, dude, at the college level, there are hammers everywhere. Talk a little bit about that, Cody, because it's not easy. It's not easy. Yeah, it, it's not at all, man. I mean, you see the talent growing every single year in this. And I feel like right now, uh, kind of where it's all at, all these guys that are really good in college are all those guys that were standouts in high school. And they're really in tune with their electronics. They're in tune with what's going on. They've studied up on everything. And a lot of them, I mean, have really just turned themselves into awesome anglers. Yeah, I, I I agree. What yeah. now? You now I missed a little of the conversation. We were, I was having an audio issue in my headset, but Bethel University is like a powerhouse. Powerhouse. Yeah. In 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 uh, in this world, what or in the world of college fishing, how how is Bethel? Uh, well, I mean, you're obviously you know a driving force there, but uh, you got a lot of really good kids going there. How's Bethel University able to do so well so consistently? You know, I. Our coach does a lot of recruiting, but I think a lot of it happens after the kids are already there. It's We spend so much time together and time on the water. I mean, I remember my first two years of college, we fished, I mean, probably over 300 days a year. I mean, every, every wow. day we went after class, we would go on Saturday and Sunday both. I mean, we fished every single day. And, I mean, we spent a ton of time together and a ton of time on the water. Is your, is your coach able to work your time out of class? <laughs> no, he's not. He's <laughs> how how is that dynamic work? You know, you talk about fishing together with the other college anglers, and and of course, you know, in the sport of bass fishing, especially when you're on a lake like Kentucky and and you're ledge fishing or fishing shallow, and there's certain areas that 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 you want to exploit yourself, and then you're fishing with all these other guys on your team or or girls on your team, whatever it's made up of. How does that dynamic work? And, and if you could explain a little bit of, of how that's pushed you to, to levels that you're able to succeed at today. Yeah, we're, I mean, we're all super tight. So, I mean, we don't really ever get into it or anything like that. But we do see, uh, like, we find a lot of the same stuff, it seems like. When we go to Tennessee River lakes or lakes that fish similar and we all fish together at those places, I mean, it, it does seem like we do find a lot of the same water. We end up on top of each other like for example, at uh, the national championship a couple weeks ago in Chickamauga, uh, myself, my partner, and Cole Floyd and Carter McNeil, the winners, we ended, we started the first morning 100 yards from each other. And that wow. was actually the win in patch of grass. That, I mean, we just traded water all day just fishing around each other. And, I mean, what are the odds of on that entire lake? You know, we find the one creek that's got the best grass in it, and there's only like four or five patches, and we're just trading water all day. Wow. I mean, it's pretty crazy. That's crazy. 
do you have meetings like uh, when you're at these events? Are you guys like uh, doing like Kurt Doe's camp, pro bass camp, where you're you're sh- you're sharing ideas? Uh, is it more cutthroat than that on your team? How, how how do you guys work together? Well, you know, if somebody's not catching them, uh, somebody will normally throw them a breadcrumb. You know, kind of give them an idea of what we've been, what's, what they've been doing. But these guys are good. You know, you give them if you give them a little bit. I mean, they're liable to find the same stuff, too. So, but, I mean, we do share information. We talk a lot. But whenever it comes to, like, actually finding fish at a tournament, we don't, like, give each other spots or anything like that. We just kind of let them know what's going on. Wow. Interesting. That's interesting. Now, I want to – Senko. Yeah, throw a Senko. <laughs> uh, now, I want to uh, switch it up here a little bit. And I saw something, uh, Cody, the other day. It's interesting. I Every day I have this little – Three or four different websites I go to in the fishing industry, and one of them is Bassmaster.com. And I saw this interesting article. I, I I pulled it up, and I saw the lead photo was Clun. And I'm a huge dude. I've been a huge Clun fan forever since I was I don't know 12 years old. And I see like Clun, you know, and it's like the back of his head. And I'm like, and I didn't even read anything yet. I just looked at the picture. I'm like, oh shit, that's Clun's head. You know what I mean? Like, I know. I'm like, damn, that's Clun's. That's Clun's back of his head. Head of Clun. I'm like, that's head of Clun. <laughs> I'm like, what's head of Clun doing right now? And so it, it. I went on to read the article, and I thought it was. I thought it was super interesting article uh, about a friendship that you developed with Rick, and it was interesting. I want you to talk a little bit about it, but it was interesting. The article I read it through, and I was like, I soaked it all in, and the one thing I said is like, damn it. Why don't I have a friendship with Rick Clun? <laughs> I got Pete Klusik. I got Pete Why don't I have Rick Clun? The closest I can get to talking to Rick is I got to talk to Melissa through Becky. <laughs> I got to talk to his damn wife to talk to Rick. I can't even talk to Rick. Tell me a little bit about that. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, man. I, I've just got super lucky in that whole deal. Uh, we kind of talked a little bit whenever I was young, but we actually kind of got close. Uh, I was actually... I just dumped my boat in the water at Bull Shoals one morning to fish a tournament. And uh, I was waiting on my partner to come back to the boat. And I was sitting there waiting, and I see somebody dump their boat in. And uh, I see the kid on the front deck take a splash in the water. So I threw the trolling motor on high and went up there and, and pulled the kid up out of the water and set him in my boat. And we went to go get the boat that was taken off. I guess whenever he had reached for the dock, he clicked the troll motor on constant <laughs> and oh, it was pulled him away from the dock and he fell in the water. And uh, when I got him out of the water, I recognized him and I thought, what in the world? And it was actually Rick's son that I'd pulled out of the water. Wow. And, and ever since then, we've been super close. And I mean, now we talk once a week, sometimes maybe every two weeks, you know, I mean, we stay in good contact with each other and it's kind of nice to have somebody like that to be able to bounce your ideas off of, you know. Wow, that you kidding me? That's amazing to have have a mentor relationship yeah. with with probably the best angler the ever swami. in the whole world. Yeah. Wow. The the guy the guy that has all the wisdom. I mean, uh, does he? How does that come across? I mean, does has has he really been able to say some things that have that have helped you manage your tournaments or your preparation or your competitions? Does anything really stand out? Absolutely. I mean. One thing that he talks about more than any, uh, if you know Rick, I mean, you'll, you'll know it. I mean, he, he talks about your mental state of mind, uh, going into each tournament. Like, I mean, it's, it's all in your head. I mean, fishing is, is way more mental than a lot of people believe. I mean, if you're spun out before the day ever starts, you're not going to be able to contain yourself and concentrate enough to even get bit. So that's, that's one thing that I've really taken from him and, and, want to be able to be in full control of is just my mental state as on fishing tournaments here and there. I'd agree with that. Now, what did you think of Rick winning the first elite this year? I, I thought it was unbelievable. What, what, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I had a big smile on my face whenever I was watching live and watched him catch two nines. You know, yeah, catch a little old nine-pounder. No big deal. <laughs> nice. A little nine by a dock. No problem. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> that just shows you. I mean, that man doesn't have even a little bit of quit in him. Yeah, that's pretty pretty special, pretty unbelievable. Uh, let me remind everybody watching, you're watching Ike Live right now. If you've got a question uh, for Cody Huff, shoot it through the instant messaging, and we'll get it over to him. Uh, 
I do want to ask you. I had, I had a note here, and I want to preface this before I ask you this. I want to preface this by saying that because this is Ike Live, Pete, this is a public right right now. Uh, this is everybody watching and listening. They, this is a public information. This isn't. This is like a regular website. This is like whatever. This isn't a private site. Uh, the archive version is public information. Um, announced just a few days ago, Cody was a big change from the scheduling, going from uh, a lake that was flooded in Oklahoma uh, was uh, Gibson, and a big move to Ten Killer. Um, a lot of, a lot of, I'd say 90% of the elite guys have not fished there before. Give us a little, uh, give us a little insight. On what these guys are going to expect in a ten killer in, in a week or so? Yeah, I think there's a lot of factors to to think about for that tournament because it, I think it really depends on if the high water is going to affect those fish where they're not just living pelagic and just out chasing bait. Maybe that high water will put push these fish up on the bank, you know, where they're a little more catchable. I don't know how high it is. I haven't been keeping up with it, but I did. I just heard it was high, you know, like everybody, everywhere else in Oklahoma. But uh, I think the guys will catch them better than expected because that place is it's full of fish. I mean, there's a ton of fish in that lake. Right. Is there one pattern you think will will dominate with there, regardless of high or low water? Um, you know, I I don't really think so. I think whoever wins it, I think it's going to have to change with the conditions because I mean, it's just a you know, it's a high mountain reservoir and. Uh, they don't do the same thing twice normally, you know. I mean, clear water. I think it, they're just gonna. Whoever wins is gonna have to adjust every day. Cody, in a field of eighty, how would Pete do with his Senko? Might <laughs> 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 do good. Might do good. All right. Yeah. How about the size of the impoundment? It's it's not a gigantic fishery like the Elite Series is is used to fishing. A little bit smaller. Feel like pressure from practice, and then you know that's gonna affect the bite in the tournament or. How do you think that'll play out? Yeah, it's going to be it's it's a small lake. I mean, 80 guys. I mean, that's not many, but they're still going to feel the pressure. Like the guys are going to feel everybody around them. I mean, when they do the research, you know, everybody's going to know you can catch them off marinas and stuff. And I mean, those fish get super pressured anyways. So I mean, I think that whoever wins is going to have, like I said, going to have to find something a little special and do something different. Do you do you think uh, Jimmy Houston's laugh will play into the win at all? <laughs> might. He, hey, he might have him trained enough now that somebody <laughs> might put it into play. Now, is the story true that a long time ago Jimmy Houston once after a day of hard tournament fishing pulled into an Arby's driveway and asked for a bowl, and the lady at the counter said, "Why do you want a bowl, sir?" And she said, "Because he said because I need to cut my hair." Is that a true story? <laughs> I just snorted. It can't be true. <laughs> I think Jimmy might be Amish. Jimmy might be Amish. I don't know. I got. One, can I ask another question about Tin Killer? Yeah, or Jimmy's hair. Yes. <laughs> okay, we'll go Tin Killer first. Then, uh, then, then Jimmy. Jimmy's hair. Okay. So you know, Tin Killer's a fifty-fifty lake, kind of. You know, a lot of small mouth there. You got the large mouth there. Is small mouth going to play a factor in this deal? Um. I feel like they could. I mean, the the only time I was there, the smallmouth were kind of non-existent. It was uh, they were just kind of in their summer deal, and they were busy chasing shad, and they were just super hard to find, and nobody could really figure them out. So I mean, they could, but it's hard to say with it being still hot and nasty outside. All right. All right. All right. We got a couple questions, Cody, coming through on the IMs. Riz, what do we got? Um. Whitfield Fishing wants to know, is it true that one of the Bethel coaches' tactics is to send you guys out with one bait, um, one specific bait each, to compete against each other for practice? Ooh. Oh. No, I don't think I've ever heard of that oh. one. Oh. Darn it. No. <laughs> Maybe we should incorporate that to camp. Maybe. That's kind of cool. Yeah. That's Pete, a no. What would your one bait be? Senko. Next. <laughs> black too. So, so black Senko. Black five and Senko. Next, Riz. What do we got? What else we got? <laughs> oh, that's great. Back to you, Mike. Back to me. <laughs> <laughs> Talking more about the black Senko. All right. Uh, I want to know what what's next. I mean, uh, talk to me a little bit about what what do you, what do you got in store? I know you're fishing Costas. 
you know, what 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 do you got in store? You know, you're you're I, I know what your aspiration is, but what do you, what are you thinking? What what's your next 12, 24, 36 months look like, Cody? Um, it looks like it's going to be super busy. I'm I've got one more year of college fishing to go along with fishing all the opens and and the classic and everything. So, I mean, from January on, it's going to be it's going to be packed. It's going to be every week on the road to somewhere. So I'm I'm really excited. I mean, I just I'm excited to get to work my butt off to to try to prove myself. How how are, how are you mentally preparing for the classic? You know, I'm actually not super stressed out about it right now. I'm I'm really excited because I mean I this year it's a little different than every other year. You know, that's it's going to be a lot of guys' first classic. Yeah. And and I feel at home on the Tennessee River. I wasn't raised there, but I mean I've got to spend a lot of time there the past four years, and I mean I just, I feel pretty good about it. I'm I'm excited for for that to come around. Yeah, well that's what I was gonna say. Uh, you gotta feel good about a Tennessee River impoundment. You know, it's it's uh it's set it sets up good. Um, the other thing I I I think has has a college angler made the final day cut, Brian Carpenter? Do you know that? Yes. One has right yes. one. That's a big thing. I I I predict, Pete. I'm going to predict it right now. I predict we see Cody on the final day cut at the Bassmaster Classic. I predict it. Well, you heard it here first. Yeah. You heard it here <laughs> first. It cer- certainly be, it seems it has the skill set. It seems. I predict it. Now, what what is your? Uh, do you have a pl- practice strategy in place for the classic? Or are you going to move to Gunnersville until no, then? I'm or not, I'm I'm not going to move there. Anything crazy? I'm just going to. Well, boy, Duckett has enough rooms in his house if you want to stay at his house. <laughs> no, I think I'm just going to wait on on practice to come around, and I'm just going to go into it with an open mind and and go check a few places that have been good in, in the past because you know how the Tennessee River is. I mean, it does tradition like it's Tennessee River is about spots a lot of the time. I mean, some of those places will stay traditionally good as long as the grass is still good in those areas. So I'm going to check a few old places. I'm going to spend a lot of time looking for new water. I mean, I'm just. I'm just going to try to fish with the week that – I'm going to try to fish the fish the week that we're there. I'm not going to try to fish a lot of old stuff. I'm just going to just trust myself and go fishing. So no pre-practice, wow. no pre-practice scouting for you? No, I feel like I've been down there enough in the springtime that I don't feel like going down there that early is really going to do much good and, and help them. Will you have a red rattle trap tied on one of your ruts? I kind of think you have to. That time of year, I don't think you're allowed to go there and not have one. Uh, okay, all right, that's a good thing. Right. Or, or a trickster spinner rig, maybe. A trickster spinner? That's a Rick Clun special, that man. Is. I love that thing. It's interesting. All right, uh, weirdest. <laughs> oh, here's here's a, a good question for you. We got another one come through Riz here. Weirdest thing you've seen Seth do since you've been at his mm. house? Man, I've not been here long enough for him to see <laughs> to see too much weird stuff. So I, I, I haven't seen anything crazy yet. Nothing crazy yet. Okay. All right. All yeah. right. Riz, what do we got coming? Um. Up? Yeah. Question from Howie Range. Uh, Cody, how do the professors at college handle it when you have to do all the traveling that is required for tournaments and miss and you and you miss classes? That's a good question. That is a good question. Yeah, um, some of the professors work really well with us and kind of allow us to do our, all of our stuff online. And some of them feel like it's not fair that we're gone and everybody else has to be in class, you know. But in all reality, it's a lot easier to pass class, you know, if you do get to go all the time. So, I mean, we're working our butts off. We're fishing all day from daylight to dark and then getting done and going to the hotel and trying to get the Wi-Fi to work so we can get homework done. I mean, working on homework till midnight and then getting up early next morning. So, I mean... Um, it is a struggle for sure, but I mean, it's just what you got to do. I, go ahead. No, I was I was going to say I think that's I think it's actually good preparation. Uh, I I think that's the reality of professional fishing, right? If you want to advance to that to that side of the sport, I mean, dude, that's no different than what we're doing. Yeah. You know, like we're juggling the sponsors mm-hmm. and the business side of it. At night when we get off the water, you know, it's the same things. So I think I actually think that's good preparation. Yeah, I, I think it is too. Uh, is there a minimum requirement you got to make? Like I know the football guys, right? If their GPA falls below whatever, right? You know, they is your does your coach watch that? Are you do yeah. you have a minimum yeah. requirement to stay on the team? 
Uh, we've got to keep a 2.0 to stay eligible to fish. Okay. And all of our professors, like they send uh, quarterly updates to our coaches, so we have to make sure we stay up on everything. Are, are you were are you under scholarship at Bethel? Yeah, yeah, we are. Wow. What's your major? It's awesome. Uh, I'm a business major. There you go. That's, That's an ex- awesome. excellent major. To be, yeah. Fishing yeah. scholarships. Got to love it, Pete. Yeah. Have the uh, speaking. We're going back to Rick Klein. Has he offered you any advice on on the world of professional fishing uh, sponsorships? Uh, you know f- the fishing part. How to how to balance the two? Have you guys had any discussions like that? Yeah, he has, and it's actually it's helped me a lot. I mean. His main advice is just to build relationships with these people. You know, I mean, these guys get so many emails every day uh, of people asking for stuff and this and that. And so far, I haven't I haven't worried a lot about the sponsor side of fishing. I've just done my best to prove myself and and get as good at being a fisherman as I can. Yes. And and just trying to develop just working relationships with these people. Relationships are key in our business. There's key, no key. doubt when it comes to main building and maintaining a sponsorship, uh, boy, that relationship is is a big deal. It really is. Great advice by Rick, for sure. Yeah. What what about classic advice? Like how to how to, how to prepare for a classic? Uh, he's one of two people that have won four classics. Wow. Uh, you know that's that's wow. That that preparation advice has got to be strong. Yeah, absolutely. I actually, he called the other day and, and he said, I want to tell you something right now. And he said, this happens to a lot of people. It happens to really good football teams that'll make it to the Super Bowl and they get there and they forget to play. Yeah. He said, when you get to the classic, you remember that it's not over. I mean, a lot of people are just happy to be there and to not be satisfied with just being there. You know, you, you got to make an appearance and you got to do all you can do to win. Yeah, we talked yeah. about that earlier. When you're on a streak and you're doing well, you got momentum. It's not time to uh, be satisfied. It's time no. to yeah. slam it to the floor. Don't be happy to just yeah. be there. Yeah. Keep go, keep it going. That's that's great. Um, George Cochran, who uh, spoke for us at Bash University, but he uh, he he's won you know the classic. He's won a couple of them, I think, in the FLW championship. And he says that's one of the big mistakes everybody makes is they they forget that there's a fishing tournament going on. And and that's that's his big piece of advice on how to win championships is uh, is to stay focused and and remember that that's going on because it'll be easy to distract you. I mean they've got dinners, they've got sponsor meet and greets, they've got all kinds of stuff going on at the classic. There is a ton of distraction uh, if you know to be able to stay focused and stay competitive. That's key to college to buddies texting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, I saw you on TV, yeah. man. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, Rick's got to have crankbaits. He still throws that are older than you, man. <laughs> he might. <laughs> He's got some of them RC ones. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's probably got crankbaits with his name on it that are older. Oh yeah. <laughs> pose coffin, Bill. Yeah, the old pose. Yeah, remember that? I think he does. I bet you he does. Uh, Cody, I I want to thank you for joining us. I'm uh, I'm I'm happy to have you on the show. I'm excited for for what you got coming up and. Not just the next 12 months, but the rest of your career. I think you got a really bright career ahead of you. Uh, and we're, we're all rooting for you, man. We want to see you do well at the Classic. Don't, don't disappoint me on my prediction. I want to see you on the last day, and I want to see you in the hunt. I want to see you right there in the hunt. Wouldn't that be awesome? That would be. Dude, I want, I want to see you be the Brian Kershaw of college, of yeah, college yeah. fishing. Wouldn't that be amazing? That would yes. be so cool, dude. That would be cool. That'd be awesome. Uh, Cody, thanks for joining us. I wish you the best. Tell Seth we said hello. Yeah, well, what, oh, wait. What happened? No, well, why don't we get Seth to uh, pop oh. his mullet in? Oh, okay. We want Seth to pop his mullet in. Yeah, where you at? Seth, there you have I it. Want to pop your mullet in over here. <laughs> <laughs> Brian just yelled at me. What's up, boys? Seth! Bill Flight. Like that, What's up? Man, I like that hat. <laughs> What's happening, man? How you doing? Good. Dude, you're smashing them over on the elites, man. Yeah, I've been having a good year. Really good year. I don't know about smashing them, but I just haven't, like, I haven't had a bad, bad turn. No, yet. you're doing really good. Yeah. You're doing really good. Where? So you're you're in the hunt for AOY. Uh, like, theoretically, but I don't think so. What, how many points? Uh, I don't know. It's 
You know, Ron, Ron would know this kind of stuff. I don't Where's know. Ron? Ron! <laughs> Ron. Yo, Ron. Yo, Ron. Statistician Ron. Yeah, he knows these kinds of things. Where's the Ron? I think uh, you've had a solid... He's like 30 points. You know, we're only fishing 75 boats this year, so like... 37. I'm 37 points I don't out. know. You're still right there. Where's the yeah. Ron? Certain, certain things happen. Yeah, if it's meant to be, it'll be, but um, I don't know. Dude, we'll see. Flo is looking strong. I like yeah. it. Flo is looking Seriously. strong. I like it. Yeah. I let me tell you, Seth. I've enjoyed watching you. I've had a chance to watch you more fishing this year than I've ever had before, and I've enjoyed it. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. No <laughs> 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 fly. Yeah, yeah. I didn't mean to sound weird on that. I, I just like I like watching the way you, you fish. go camping. <laughs> <laughs> want to pitch a tent with me, Seth? Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about the VMC ringed hook? I noticed that was a little yeah, employed a little a bit in the last tournament. Big player for me at Cayuga. Yeah, talk um, a little bit about that. I've always done flipping a Texas rig, but um, I think it does a couple things when you're when you're pegging a sinker on a Texas rig. I know it's a lot of times, especially if you're like skipping it around or pitching it hard, um, your knot will kind of slide to the side. Yeah. The peg sinker, and that really eliminates that problem having that ring on there. I feel like it's always streamlined, falling through the grass really nice. And then, uh, the, just where I hook fish on that hook's different than any other hook. Um, I mean, it's always like in that deep meat, kind of that cheek meat. I'm not, I rarely lip hook fish on that anymore. I don't, I don't know the science behind it, what makes it do that, but, um, I mean, I can get them like, around the eyeball back in the cheek like almost every time on that, that hook versus you know skin hooking them or just barely getting them in the lip and uh that ring obviously is something to do with it i just i'm not a scientist i couldn't tell you exactly why You're a scientist Seth. yeah yeah i, <laughs> scientist. I like it. I, I, I think that's a i think that's a sleeper i'm glad to see a fish in that seth give us your thoughts on the move to 10 killer uh from from the other lake biffles um is what it is i mean uh I don't know how much things are going to change. Both the lakes are fairly similar. They're both flooded out or, you know, really high for this time of year. And uh, it's September in Oklahoma, so I don't think it's going to be a – it'll be a grinder tournament either either place we go. Yeah. So will you keep an eye on the open next week to kind of see some things that are working over there? Uh, yeah, probably a little bit. I'm, I'm sure a lot of the patterns will play. Um I mean, all those Oklahoma lakes, in my opinion, kind of fish similar. Yeah. So, yeah. um, I don't know what the water. I don't know how high Grand is. I don't think it's as high as the other ones. But um, yeah, I'll definitely be watching the open and see see what goes down. Sure. Now we were right before you came on, Seth. We were talking. We had a little story about Jimmy Houston uh, talking about his hair. Are, yeah. are you? Do you consider yourself the Jimmy Houston of 2019? <laughs> I guess. I, I don't know. I just was never a big fan of like, Jimmy Houston hair. He, he's got that haircut you get when you're like 10. You know what I mean? When your mom is trying to punish you? Put the ball on my head, cut till you see no more hair. Everyone had that haircut in their third grade school picture. I love it. All right, now you guys are fishing Malax a little next couple days. Have you fished yet? Or are you, you going to fish? No, we're just getting here. We we're going to start fishing tomorrow. We're going to fish for the rest of the week. All right, Seth, are you going you going out fishing with them? Are you going to do a little bit or what? No, what do you got? I got uh, I got to do some sim shoot the next couple days. I'm going to be on the Upper Mississippi chasing around smallies up shallow, and uh, those guys can go have my axe. I, I was up there last week though. The bite's getting really good, so they're hitting it pretty prime time. Nice. Had your first frost up there yet? Not yet, but it, it's not far off. We've had a lot of 40s, a lot of rain. Leaves are all turning colors. Um, it's coming. I went to a couple of little lakes today that actually turned over already. So wow, wow, um, yeah, winter's coming. I like it. Are, are you guys going to Malaxi? Are you, are you going to be live on Bassmasters or uh, somewhere? We can we so we can see what's happening up there. And no, we're not going to be live, but we might post a couple pictures or two on Instagram or something. Yo, Ron. <laughs> yeah, where's the Ron? Yo, Ron! Where's the Ron? Ron, no. you gotta go live, Ron! Where's he at? There he is! Ronnie! Hey, What's up? Yeah. What's going on, buddy? What's up, man? How are you? Pretty good! 
No, no fishing for you, Ron. You got. We we need to see you guys live. Yeah, we need you know? we need some kind of posting. <laughs> well, maybe if we start if we catch them, but the way the wind's supposed to be blowing, I don't know if you'll be able to hear anything we're saying. It's supposed to be blowing like fifteen miles an hour or more every day. We know that we know you got to double that up here. Fifteen? Uh, what what direction? Fifteen at what direction? Every day it's different. It's like west, straight east, Ooh. north. It switches every day. Damn it, man. One day that wind will push you right into the fish. Yes. <laughs> yes. Very nice. Well, that's awesome. Well, I think uh, I think you guys should go enjoy a couple beers right now is what I think you oh, should yeah. do. I know why. Wait, wait, how do you? Some, some <laughs> oh, Seth's already on 12, what, 13? Yeah. <laughs> yeah what, what, game you, what game are you guys watching tonight? Uh, right now, Saints and Texans. Who's winning? Texans, 21 to 10. Oh, all right. Wow. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm an anti-Saints fan, so I'm I'm happy. I don't care who they're playing as long Go as Eagles! <laughs> yeah, I like the Eagles. Go Eagles! How did Minnesota oh, do yesterday? Eagles. I didn't see. They got the W. Did they get? They look pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. Mm, they only nice. played the first three quarters, and we we were up 28 nothing on the Falcons. So. Oh wow. And then they went we'll practicing. See. We'll see. <laughs> then, they went then they went practicing like an MLF tournament. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Seth, before we let you guys go, any yeah. any uh, words to MLF before you go? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I'll stay. I don't think I need to say much anymore. Okay. All right, Ronnie. Any words from? <laughs> this is fun. This is fun. <laughs> this fun. Oh shit! All right. Well, we appreciate you guys coming on the show tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, boys. All right, later. Thanks, guys. Cody, Thank thanks, you guys. Thank you, Cody. Congratulations Good again, luck. Cody. Good luck. Yeah, likewise. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Love you guys. <laughs> Sit, Fry. We like to put people in awkward situations. It's funny how just constantly. <gasps> but you cleared that room quick. Uh, I, I was like, this segment's going long. How yeah. can I end it? Yeah. Let's get yeah. Jerry back on here. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. It's so funny. Uh, let me remind everybody, you are watching, Pete, a brand new episode of Vike Live. We what episode had, is this? Uh, Brian, you usually have in your notes. What's going on with you? Show 90. 91. Show 91. 91. I wow. think 90 was the last one. Wow. Or the that's, one before. Man. That's crazy. <laughs> that's a lot of episodes. It's <laughs> a lot of episodes. Kurt, how many episodes have you done with uh, Bass Edge? 311. Holy shit. Yeah, we've been playing the game a while. Dude, that's crazy. We do, we do uh, one airs on the first of every month and the 15th of every month. Now, it's, it's interesting because Bass Edge started as straight radio and then you, you went into the podcast realm, right? Bass Edge started as television. As television. Television on. I out, didn't know that. The Outdoor Channel. Yes. Wow. I didn't know that. Yep. It was on TV, and Aaron Martin created uh, some programming along with some other other uh, influences in his life at the time. And uh, actually, the podcast began, I believe, the second year of the television show, which was in 2007 or 8. Wow. And uh, it was actually a supplement to the show itself. So you'd see, you know... Aaron Martin and Denny Brower go out yeah. fishing, yeah. and uh, then they would talk about you know some lifestyle things and also some things that happened in the show that would supplement the show as a podcast. Wow! Yeah. So, and so what we're that left- was back in the iPod days. You remember them? A little oh days? yeah, that's crazy. Way old, right? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, so here's the interesting thing, Brian Carpenter. I, I just uh, discovered a discrepancy. What? Mark Jeffries. Yes. Always claimed to be the first. Uh oh. I think there's a discrepancy in time, mm. a, a date stamp here. Well, let me get it right that we're, we were never live on video. Okay. I believe that Jeffries had the first live broadcast okay. of an Elite Series event. I believe it was Grant Goldbeck on the Harris chain. Wow. 
and uh, you, you see, you, I'm good at this trivia stuff. Yeah. So it was great. And Pang, Pang Rack, yeah. you know, was videoing it. You know, Jeffrey's behind the scene, and then that turned into their, their live wow. programming. So I believe he was the very first one. First live, live podcasting. Yes, exactly. So, but, but you guys technically, I want to say. <clears throat> we were early in the game. Wow. Way early yeah. in the game. And That's I a, wasn't, I was not there at that yeah, time. I yeah, was but, actually but on the, the television show. Con- the show, show. was, the yes, concept. Yeah, I was on the television show and was part of the early podcast. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he Aaron Martin's. He's a, he's a smart, smart dude. Now, how many? <laughs> how often is he pissed off when the the the, the connections made between the other Aaron Aaron Martin? I, I I don't think he gets no <coughs> no. I don't think so. Never. He's never like no. he never comes into work like oh fuck. They mixed me up with Aaron that no. other Aaron again. His work is a financial advisor. Ah, day job. So. Ah, okay. Yeah. So he's got a real job. He doesn't have to worry about that being. Made. <laughs> <laughs> not that Aaron Martin's not that you're bad with your finances, don't get me wrong, right. but uh you know, totally different than the fishing world. So. Okay. Is he colorblind, you know? I do not think so. <laughs> okay. There's a difference. Must make sure. it easy to sell sponsorships for uh for the show. Right, Aaron Martin. I'll for sign. The pro staff manager. There you go. Right there. Just sign on the line. Right. That's right. done. I might open a few doors. Good. In your time with Bass Edge, has anything outrageous ever happened? Like crazy? No, like not weird. too crazy. We get into weird conversations. Yeah. Then, similar to what happens, you know, here in like yeah. a little bit. Yeah. But uh, just because we're free-flowing, sometimes we get into the lifestyle stuff. Right. And then, you know, you get some things crossed up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but, nah, yeah, no, nothing nothing too crazy. Uh, we don't put people to, you know, our, our that particular show isn't a whole lot of lifestyle stuff. Right. It's it's a lot of educational programming. A little more so, technique yeah, and stuff technique like that. Yeah, technique-oriented. You don't have Seasonal behaviors, that kind of stuff. You never had uh, Pete in a Santa suit on the show? No, I haven't. <laughs> uh, we've had Pete on the show. You've been on the yeah, show. Been it's on been show. a while. It's been yeah, a while. You've been, been on so show. busy, we haven't been able to yeah. strap you down and, and hold you down in I'm, one place. But, uh, I'm so old, I think I may have been on the first show. <laughs> you've been, you've <laughs> been on a few of them, yeah. <laughs> one of the first shows, early season. Yeah. yeah. Might have been the host. Might have been. <laughs> I no think telling. the last time we had you on was when you won Cayuga. Okay. I believe that was the last time. And I think you talked, On a Senko. I think he talked about a black, black Senko. Senko. There you go, Pete. <laughs> there it come, pops up once again. Yeah. yeah. You guys are a little fickle. Eh? You haven't had me on since. Got to go win another derby before I can get on the show. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I'd have to do some research. We've done 311 well, shows. I could be mistaken. According to my calculations, in about five years when the black Senko comes back into style, <laughs> Pete's going to have another win here. 2029. 20, actually Four and a half years. <laughs> I've got. <laughs> yeah, I don't find Bite it in half and call it an rig. I don't. I don't find this dialogue amusing. <laughs> Is it always a five inch? I mean, maybe downsizing to the four inch, getting in the whole Ned rig thing. I don't, I don't know. know. I'm trying to help you out, Pete. I don't it's, know. A, it's a little too diverse for me. <laughs> Straight up Texas rig or nothing. <laughs> Screw it. That's funny. That's awesome. Senko I didn't. Or... I didn't. I didn't catch a fish on a Senko up at uh, up at the Derby. Just well. Just path. Or, or a fish. <laughs> I should have I been throwing it. <laughs> you couldn't have done worse. <laughs> I'm kidding, Pete. I'm kidding. Uh, oh, good Lord. Just joke, buddy. <laughs> I think that's the evilest I've ever seen Pete <laughs> give in my life. <laughs> You're enjoying this a little too much. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. That was funny. Uh, <laughs> All right, uh, we take a break, Brian. Let's take a quick break. I man. didn't we get got my composure. We come back. Uh, we do. All right, listen, you're watching Ike Live. A special guest, Kurt Dove. Uh, we had Cody help <laughs> on the phone. Hang in there with us. We got one more segment. We come back. We're giving away a lot of prizes. We've been tracking Kurt's verbiage the entire show. We're gonna loosen up. We're gonna do shots. <laughs> we're gonna do shots. <laughs> we have a special uh, a little game we're playing with Kurt. So hang in there with yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. Will we come back? More eyeglass and more advanced black Sanko pattern. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you good, man? You know we're doing a video right now, right? I'm about to go down there and tackle that dude. Hey! Hey there, official world. What's shaking fat cat dude and coming at you? Listen, 
Let's talk about something very important, and I'm not talking about Jackie Jones ripping lips 2455 and Big Belly Kelly out of a brush pile. I found Primal Urge Foods. Ladies and gentlemen, what Primal Urge Foods is, it is a monthly meat stick box month. Every month, you get a box of meat sticks to your door. Retail is probably, I don't know, $30, $40, dollars $14.95 a month. Now, you can pick many different varieties. You can pick a surprise box. You get a little bit of this, you get a little bit of that. You get some 24 55 and 5 to 4. No, we don't like antibiotics. No antibiotics. And these right here, completely, completely eagle-free. Now, the gas stations, B6, you buy, probably have eagle in them. They have rhinoceros in them. But we are Americans. America! We're not eating bald eagles in our meat sticks. Guaranteed, none of these meat sticks have bald eagle in them. That's the number one reason to buy these meat sticks. You want to get granddaddy a gift? Hey, I, you're dating a girl. Ooh, she fine as muscadine wine. And you want to warm up her hair? Tell you, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm getting excited talking about women. Uh, I forget. I forget what it's. Primal Urge, fourteen ninety five a month monthly meat box subscription. It could be called a uh, bombs, bombs box of meat sticks. <laughs> you can just do like I do, and every month. The box shows up, and I don't know what's going to be in it, but they're all delicious. The meat right there. That is, I, I tell you what, that's something going right there. It's girthy. It's Fat Cat Newton, Prime Watch Foods. Please. Ike Live is the code, guys. Ike Live. Ike Live is the code. Okay? Prime Watch Foods, Ike Live is the code. It gets you $5 off a box. Okay? Four and a half inch drop shot worm. Bama bug. Finesse Jig, PB&J, give me something hard. Hey, KBD here. Now, I didn't always know this much about fishing. Three-aught, no, four-aught EWG worm hook. In fact, there was a time when I couldn't tell the difference between a jerkbait and a stickbait. But then I signed up for Mystery Tackle Box, the original monthly tackle subscription. And now I know more about fishing than I do about calculus. And he knows a lot about calculus. Plus, I get amazing extras, like free fishing magazines. October 2016, featured article, Four Places to Throw a Frog. Exclusive decals, <coughs> zombie bass. And how-to videos for all the great baits I receive. How to tune a crankbait. Is that underwater footage I smell? I got goosebumps. So if you're looking to develop enhanced fishing abilities like me, or you just like getting new tackle every month, Go to mysterytacklebox.com and get your box today. Ooh, live minnows. Is it lunchtime already? Nature's candy. Oh. Is he in my pocket? Hey, everybody. Mike Iaconelli here. I love fishing this time of the year. It's cold. It's winter. It's snowing. But if you want to prevent the buildup of ice... Use real snot. Every time I'm fishing this time of the year, I put a couple squirts on all my guides, especially the tip, before I start casting. Try that tip when you're fishing under these cold conditions, and you're going to catch more fish. See you later. There's a special place in our hearts for the tools of the trade. They're what we prep for a good day on the water. They're what we clean after a good day in the field. Flambeau's patented Z-Rust technology protects the gear of today from rust and corrosion. Z-Rust, for the performance of tomorrow. Preserve. Perform. Repeat. You work hard to catch your fish. TH Marine has two products to ensure your fish survive. The Oxygenator injects 100% pure oxygen into your live well. That increases fish survival by 35%. For the perfect combo, add G-Juice Live Well Treatment. It calms fish, stops bleeding, removes ammonia, and replaces slime coat. Get an Oxygenator and G-Juice and keep your fish alive. 